County. Live 95. Welcome back again this week. We're introducing you to some of the candidates standing in general election 2020. Our first candidates this morning are Christine Neville Downig of the National Party and John Dalton of Renewa. They're both standing in the Limerick County constituency. And I think the best place to start again today is to introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell them a bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and then your party and why you are standing. John, I'll start with you. Hello, uh, hello to, to your listeners as well. It's great to be here and uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I, I'm from Glynn. I'm a qualified engineer from UL. I worked as an industrial engineer and I ran my own renewable energy heating business. I'm now a farmer and a stay-at-home dad for the time being. Okay, and, and Renewa at the party? Uh, I suppose um, Renewa is um, we're, um, a centre-right uh, party and um, we're, we're determined to get Ireland back in its feet. We're a positive patriotic party and we're committed to defending the family, community and country. And uh, we put Ireland's needs before the EU and uh, we're an energetic and we're a focus group. Okay, Christine. Good morning. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> My name is Christine Yvonne Downig and I'm from Limerick and I was a teacher in Limerick for many years. Um, hello to your listeners as well. Um, basically, we're a centre-right party as well and we feel that we can't stand idly by anymore um, because of austerity in our country is bringing people down. Ireland is more than just an economy. Ireland is the home of the Irish people and we feel we have to defend that now more than ever. OK, as, as you're both part of smaller parties, so if you were elected to the Dáil and you were in a position to do a deal with whoever's returned um, as a government... Who would you prepare to do a deal with and what would you be looking for in that deal, John? Um, it's hard to single out who to do a deal with. I suppose it's, it's who, who will um, provide the optimal solution for rural Limerick. Um, it's clear that we have um, continued um, uh, uh, failed uh, politics on the plight of farmers. Um, we have uh, farming on its knees. They're trying their best and we're going up to Dublin week in, week out. Um, fighting for the farmers' cause, and um, it's not only the farmers, but we have the carers as well, and um, they're uh, fighting to, for um, ba- for their basic um, needs and to feel uh, for empowerment. And uh, if we had our uh, SMEs looked after, at least we'd have some uh, uh, livelihoods in rural Ireland where we could keep our young people. Christine, okay, well, we have a lot of issues that the National Party will not compromise on. Um, you know. The, the political elite um, are not willing to discuss certain issues that the people feel are very important. Um, global economics is eroding people's lives. Uh, you only have to look around the towns of County Limerick to see businesses closed down. Um, business rates are huge. One man told me that his business rate in 2018 went from €7,000 to €23,000 in 2019. People can't keep afloat. Um, The government is doing absolutely nothing about that. Um, Also, the housing crisis with regards to the Irish homeless, we feel that the Irish homeless, because they would have paid um, RSI and contributed to this country, we feel that they have more of a right to go into any um, we'll say, unoccupied building or house before any foreigner coming into the country. Uh, we won't compromise on that. And basically, we could work with... Um, we could work with a few parties, actually. Um, we have a huge, extensive uh, plan of recovery for the country. Um, basically, the health system also needs to be um, looked at. Planning needs to be reformed. 
the county councils around the country um, have bought up a lot of property and that property could be fixed up and used for our homeless. Um, okay, John, if you were elected to the Dáil, what would you be prepared to compromise on? What could you have some leeway on? Some party policies? Oh, yes, well, it's, it's not realistic for me to come straight up with a, with a compromise. Um Look, you would have to have it. Have to be on an issue by issue basis. I mean, like for example, you you can't compromise on um, on the trolley crisis where we're hitting record numbers each week. Uh, how can you compromise on on closed A and E's? Three local ones around the place. Um, it's it's very hard to open the statement with on on compromise. Um, it seems like we were already compromised enough. Um, so it's uh, it's that's a hard one to follow up on. Okay, uh, Christine, what is, what is it like running on a small budget? And we were talking off air about the size of the constituency yes. and it's hard to get to... Oh, absolutely. Um, I, Limerick County is huge. We can't, you can't in three weeks get to speak to everybody. But we have, we, have, we, we went out fairly early and we laid foundations. And we, when we, we found when we went back again, we got an absolutely amazing response from people. People are, are ringing up our party, people are emailing our party, there's a backlog. We've been offered vans, ladders to put up posters. Um, yeah, we're getting a great response, I have to say. A really, really good response. But it is very difficult. I mean, we, we are reliant on donations from people, you know. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, you can't possibly do a campaign in, in, in three weeks. But, you know, um, the main parties, um, posters and um, paraphernalia were ready immediately. But we had to wait for something like a week and a half after the date was announced for uh, printing. Okay. You know. John, what's uh, what's the difficulties you face then? As, as yeah, well, no, no doubt it's a it's a it's a big task. It's a huge challenge, and uh, sometimes it can be very tiring. Uh, but at the same time, there's uh, people vol- volunteering. Um, I have a very small team, and it's a huge area to cover. Um, I kept the posters to a minimum. I think I've just over just about fifty. Um, it's difficult to get the name out there. Um, I suppose you have a lot of competition where they have over over a thousand to maybe two thousand posters. So it's it's very hard for a, a small party to get the name out there. But at the same time, you know, it's it's a good life experience. It's enjoyable, and you're getting to meet uh, people on the front line. You're getting to experience their real life stories, their problems, and their challenges. And um, that's what we've got to work with. So we'll do our best. On that issue of posters, for smaller candidates, they strike me as a necessity just to get your profile out there because mm. you aren't well known. But people are very fixed in their opinions about posters. You said, you said John, you had 50. Uh, Christine, you said you had a delay in getting your posters up. We did. So how do you feel about the issue of posters itself? Well, we didn't have, we didn't put up too many. Um, Basically, at the moment, we put up a lot of posters in the sense that I suppose more than John, um, a hundred. Um, but I mean, as I said, you're talking about North West, South West County, you're talking about North East County, you're talking about, you know, and, and, and that's not a lot of posters. So we're doing our bit for the environment as well. Um, the other thing is that at the moment around North East Limerick, there is only one poster of mine at Fedmore Cross left and that's it because people are going around taking them down and sell. I, I think all candidates have that yeah. problem. Yeah. Defacing yeah. opposers, removal yes. opposers. I think yes. that's a cross party it, issue. It's happening. Yeah. 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 John, yourself? Yeah. Well, um, well my, um, I suppose I have such a small quantity of posters. Um, they're, um, they're pretty much in, in, intact, but um, it's, um, 
it's 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 a big area to cover with a small quantity. But then again, the people like they they don't need to be inundated with posters every couple of meters. Um, at this stage, I, I think the county is running out of uh, poles to hold posters. Yeah. But uh, it's a little bit over the top. But at the same time, there is no other way to get your name out there to at least let people know that you're in the running. Um, like, uh, for example, I'm not in the newspapers uh, every week for the last 15, 20 years. So it's very hard for new candidates to, to at least get their face out there and to show that uh, they have a platform. They're, they're necessary evil, really, they're aren't necessary they? They're necessary evil, yeah, but in the right measure. There's a, there's a point of where it goes into uh, diminishing returns, I suppose. Okay, um... The issues, the main issues that you're finding on the doorstep, Christine? Oh, many, many, many. Um, Basically, I'll just reiterate what people are saying. The political elite do not engage with the people. Um, Global global economics is eroding people's lives. Um, The government has created a pyramid scheme to extract as many taxes as possible. The Mercosur deal is, is the root cause of the plummeting price of beef and the phasing out of the Irish farmers. Currently, 90,000 tonnes of substandard South American beef is imported in in through the EU per annum. So with that, Brussels are cutting costs and also bypassing the Irish farmer. Um, The government NGOs like the FAI and Tagus are weighting down the Irish farmer with costs. The meat factory dynasty um, wants to pay a fraction of what grass-fed beef is worth per kilo and they want the Irish farmer to reduce his herd. Um, people are upset, particularly the farming community. Um, they feel it's a city government that's destroying Irish farms and shutting down rural Ireland. Um, after all the costs, the Irish farmer is left with between nine and eleven thousand um, euro uh, take-home salary per year. Um, the housing crisis. Many people have said, "Why couldn't they cap the rents before evictions?" Why didn't, why didn't they do that? They didn't. Um, the other thing was that um, the meat factory dynasty bringing in uh, foreign workers. The problem there is that only 5% of their workers are Irish. Uh, therefore, Irish workers are robbed of an income and a future. The working class have always had to compete for jobs, um, but with each other. Now they have to compete with the world. And people are saying, is that fair? Um, okay, we'll just move on to John. John, okay. what was the main issues you found? Uh, yeah, the, well, the main issues are um, the I experienced it myself as a farmer, the plight of farmers. Um, on one hand, we were forced a few years ago down to create huge capital investment to um, to encourage huge numbers in farming, and then a few years later, uh, we're, we're the conversation about cutting farming in, in half is happening. And uh, so mm-hmm. there's very mixed messages, and uh, it kind of sends a clear signal um, with the current. Um, general agreement that the EU has with the Mercosur deal. So if um, on one hand we're encouraged to produce our own beef and the next minute we're getting a different uh, quality of beef altogether from, from South America. And then the next thing would be um, small businesses in rural Limerick that um, they feel that um, they're not getting the proper support uh, that they should be getting. It's a case of um, we'll give you support but just not in this area. Uh, if you go into maybe an industrial state far away then you'll get the support there. So it's kind of a, it's a slow decline of, of Ireland and when you're canvassing you don't really notice it until you're knocking on doors when you're putting in flyers and then you you see that um, this house is empty and this house is empty and Absolutely. eventually it yeah. becomes clear. So you start to wonder how is the houses in crisis happening? So there's a lot of um, aspects to the housing issue and how's, how it's coming about. But um, so it's, it's very clear. There's some villages and uh, they're, they're just 
awfully decimated. But when you drive through them, like you see, the, uh, they have a general veneer of it's okay, but it's not until you actually get out of the car and you're walking that you see how bad it is. And it's still going, and there's still a chance to reverse that. Um, so that, that's, that's another aspect of it. And if we lose it, we, like, we are really losing our, our communities. And the other aspect of uh, what's coming up as well is um, uh, fair taxation for families. Uh, so we want to, um, we should be looking at encouraging families and supporting families because if the family unit is looked after and addressed, all the other issues that we, that we have in society uh, starts to fade away. And um, also when, you, when you're talking about families, you, when you knock on doors, you see the, um, the difficulty the carers have and um, how that they are uh, literally on their knees looking for uh, life support and I suppose um, uh, just, just basic supports to allow them to have a life to empower them. So oh. they're, they're the main issues. Okay, in terms of the health crisis, is your party any original ideas to put forward to help? Absolutely. Um, our party has the idea that we should um, abolish the HSC completely and um, use um, the money that we can, that we can extract um, from, from other areas to create a system whereby um, insurance would be paid, we'll say health insurance for people, um, and they would be covered in along those lines. Now, we would have to sit down and flesh it out, obviously. But it has been done. I don't have the exact um, details here. But, um, obviously, we must provide sufficient numbers of hospital beds. We must dramatically reduce um, periods for consultants and procedures. And we must provide more effective mental health programmes because the suicide rate is huge in, in Ireland among young people. Um yeah, basically, we, we have a lot of the same issues as, as John here and Renewa create grants for new businesses, bring legislation. But yeah, well, I suppose we differ in the sense where we would bring um, serious legislation for controlled immigration, it, vetted immigration only, the same as America, Britain, Australia and um, Czech Republic, okay. Poland and most of the countries. Okay, that's, uh, we're, we're talking about the health crisis. John, Sorry, what, okay. what, what in terms of renewal have, have renewal got to put Well, um, obviously, like, we need to examine the managerial structure of the HSE. Um, it seems like middle, middle management and admin is probably well overstaffed and overpaid, uh, and the, there's an obvious need to direct resources to the front line. And to do that, we need medical professionals with expertise and in management to identify these solutions. And mm. uh, so, in summary, it's a case of uh, uh, more staff opening in St. John's and Nina and bring our nurses home from Australia and treat them properly with the proper wage and care. Yeah. You both talked about farmers and we talked to a lot of farmers on this programme, farming organisations, and they feel they're at the butt of anger in relation to um, the environmental sector and being blamed for emissions, etc. Uh, what about the pressures and, and the concerns for climate change? How do you both feel about those issues? Well, Ireland's carbon footprint is... 0.001%. That's not even 1%. We feel that there is absolutely no need whatsoever and will not do anything um, to change or, or bring about any change by taxing people for, uh, for a carbon tax. We, we think it's absolute nonsense. John? Um, look, as always, we, um, we feel it's our duty to look after the environment. That's That's business as usual, that's standard. Um, of course, uh, the, but the, taxing people isn't going to change yes, it. Yes, yeah, uh, but um, bringing on, uh, using a taxation as a stick method to, uh, to, to fix the environment, as Christine said, we're, even if you 
deleted Ireland into the ocean, it would still have no zero uh, impact on uh, global exactly. uh, CO2. But um, but we we will co- we we will continue to strive for like myself. I participate in, in uh, farming green programs, and I have renewable energy um, um, heating methods in my own house. But from my own experience, uh, I I'm skeptical about. Uh, if things are rushed and pushed through in the wrong manner, that people could end up doing more damage to the environment than looking after it. Exactly. Um, Ten years ago, we had um, we had a big rush for uh, renewable energy solutions. So we had uh, poor systems and we had poor installations. And the the end result was a few years later we had um, uh, we had our uh, the equipment gone up on online and uh, being sold uh, secondhand, and they were they were putting in they were going back to oil. And that was a result of. Uh, too drastic a push to go in one direction. Um, if they if they really wanted to uh, invest in um, in, uh, in in carbon reducing methods, they could uh, devise programs to rather than have people in fear over uh, increased carbon and coal and stuff. Maybe they could uh, uh, introduce um, a system where people could uh, could invest in uh, new heating equipment that they could pay by installments. But there's um, the bottom line is yes, we we are interested in continuing to improve the environment, business as usual. But we're not we're not we're not going to get caught up in undue uh, hype and setting people into worry and undue taxes. Childcare workers are going on strike next week. What can be done to help this particular industry more? Childcare is a, is is um, is an area that that has been looked at recently. Um, basically, we what we can do in in relation to childcare workers is to pay them properly. It 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 is it is a very very rewarding job, a very tasking job, or taxing job, and basically they just need they need to be to be valued, you know, which is why um, paying them more would do that, would bring that about, would make them feel more like part of the workforce. And where is the money for increased uh, salaries going to come from? More taxes? There's loads of money in the in the coffers, John. Absolutely loads. The problem here is that. Um, our recent government um, has been throwing it away. They're building um, monuments outside the executive banks for, you know, um, a couple of million euro, 158,000 in outside the central bank in Dublin. Um, also, waste of, I mean, the councils. The councils should either fix up the houses that they have available lying around the country or lose their budget. Okay. There, there are many areas to be looked at where, where money could be recovered from. Okay, we're, we're moving into housing. Childcare, John, and, and low wages. How can you support this industry and where is the money going to come from? Well, um, obviously that comes back to the family and it is a priority. Um, we would place anything that's got to do with looking after the family as priority over um, general um, uh, GDP and multinational. But um, there's two aspects of that. You have your childcare in the home, which be, needs to be looked after in terms of where a parent chooses to stay in the home. So you have a, a financial imbalance for them and you have to have adequate wages for um, for those in childcare. Uh, where will they come from? There's, um, there's plenty of money flowing around. You have five billion going to uh, NGOs and uh, only a couple of days ago, the government announced the, the plan to double um, foreign aid to two billion. So um, I, I would like to have a look at the efficiency of, uh, of all that money. Okay, where do you where do you see your political go- uh, career going from here, um, regardless of, of of what happens uh, next Saturday or or the general election or local politics? Even well, afterwards? the chips will fall where they may. Um, however, we feel we've come a long way um, in in the last um, three years, a long, long way um, in making ourselves known. 
um, we we have raised awareness. We have raised awareness, and and um, people still Irish men and women still feel um, nationalistic, and they still feel a national sense of pride. Um, the towns of our because um, mainly um, they feel that they should stand together now because the towns of our county have become economic wastelands. And we feel that an economic nationalism is the antidote to an inept political system that is crying out for change. The National Party will bring that change. This is why we exist. And this is why we feel that we have to put our message out there. Are you looking at maybe a, 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 a turn at the local elections in a couple of years' time? Yes. Yes, we are. Um, we had very little time to prepare for an election, as you know. Um, however, you know, some of us will get in. But next time around, there will be a lot of us. And, and I feel like maybe it's our time. Maybe people are ready. Maybe they're not. We don't know. But if we can go by the response that we're getting, that's very good. Yeah. In uh, Renewa, we, we have a new board. We're um, we're um, we're a small team. We're we're very focused. We're we're we're, we're energized, and um, we pretty much work like a family. And we're in this out of the we're in this for the for the good of the country as opposed to any personal gain. And uh, we'll continue to provide um, um, an alternative voice, and we'll 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 continue no matter what to uh, to provide a pushback to for rural Ireland and um, and. Um, and such issues that, that we mentioned there for the go. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll face into whatever next election again, and we'll uh, continue to pro- to provide uh, the people with an alternative to vote for. Okay, very good. Um, thanks very much to uh, Christine Yveldownig of the National Party and John Dalton of Renewa, both standing in the Limerick County constituency in the county. Live ninety five.